So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show with my dad, Angel Getty. <laughs> Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Wake up! On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. You guys are getting worse. <laughs> This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I'm telling you, this whole three-day work week where it's already Thursday, this is... Who's against this? Feels like a Wednesday. Live from Studio C. C, Senior. A dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The alliance, sacred and mighty, between the Western democracies. Which the president gave a shout out to this morning, to to rousing approval in Poland. Awesome. I heard he was in Hamburg. If you're in Hamburg, do you eat the local sandwich, or is that just ridiculous? I would. You got to, don't you? Oh, sure. I mean, they, they invented it, and I'd put on a Hamburg hat as well while I ate my Hamburger. <laughs> Zeta. Do, do you think they make a really good Hamburger? Is it any better? Or, uh... or are they kind of resting on their laurels? Right. Having, you know, crafted the thing originally. Because when I was in England, I ate fish and chips every meal. For a week. That's interesting. And uh, English food is uh, legendarily not great, but uh, so you find something you like, you hang with it. I can but respect I, that. I only had one that I thought was really good. The rest of them were just, uh, they were kind of going through the motions, I felt like. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
These, you know how you learn these things? Study the world! <laughs> All right, then. Study the world. Study. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Study the world. Yeah, study the world. Yep. Uh, we will be doing that today since the president's, uh, you know, on uh, a different part of it. And uh, yeah. all the big people are getting together and meeting and that. I get the oh, idea. Yeah. Michael's just cramming for the test. He's not studying the world to learn <laughs> about the world. Just trying to uh, uh-huh. just get by. Just yeah. get by. Just get on to the next grade. Sad. Let's introduce everybody, including our board operator, Michael Angel. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm trying to decide. Um, I have some vacation time coming up soon. And um, I just I'm trying to think of what I want to do on my vacation. And. You know, I don't know if if I just want to stay local and and you know go to the movies and just you know kick back, or do I plan hey, go act- out a staycation? <laughs> yeah, or do I actually want to like make hotel reservations and go somewhere? Well, you know, and it's none of my business yeah. uh, what anybody does, and uh, I don't care. But um, <laughs> I do think it's interesting that in, in fact, the years you can go to hell, <laughs> dead or alive, I don't care. In in the years that we've been doing this with a, a variety of people here on this show, nobody's ever done anything. Or at least nobody's ever come back from vacation and said they did anything. <laughs> I mean, do something. Do something. Well, you don't have to do something. I don't care. You but do, you have to do nobody something. Nobody ever comes back you know, and says I was in Key West or I I was in Boston or no, nope, nothing. Nobody ever goes anywhere. Our show's in so many different cities. I was thinking maybe I could go from city to city and compare the warehouse clubs in each city mm-hmm. and just see what what they're like. You know. Well, there's one idea. That is an idea. It's just an idea, just a thought. Well, I know you have a gal pal, but you could just go around dropping, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm Michelangelo from the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> do kind of a national tour of uh, of uh, hotties. See, see where that gets you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Our assistant executive producer. How are you, Sean? It was one year ago today that the world was overtaken by the little gaming app that could... Pokemon Go was released one year ago by the calendar, uh, J- July 6, 2016. In its first year of being around, it has earned $1.2 billion in revenue. Not bad for a game that is entirely free to play. You actually don't have to pay any money at all if you don't want to. Uh, it has it has been downloaded 752 million times. It has 60 million monthly active users. Uh, there have been 88 billion Pokemon caught uh, and uh, about... Nine billion kilometers walked, which is something that the game tracks. So I wish you, you, you presented us a paradox. It's made one point six billion or whatever you said, but it's free. Yes. What add-ons or what? Uh, my kids buy the cards and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's microtransactions. Uh, this is very common in a lot of games now where they make a game. Uh, if you want to play it free, it just takes you longer to level up and advance. If you have some some extra money, you want to kind of grease those tracks a little bit, you can buy in-game items for like a dollar here, a dollar there. Right. And then that kind of uh, it propels you through the game at a faster rate than if you played it for free. But I wish I could invent something like this and become a billionaire, as opposed to the rest of you who don't wish you could do that. But um, uh, what's interesting to me is so you got the you got the older people that are actually playing something. There are rules, and you do something. And I have no idea what it is, and I don't want to know. But for the younger crowd, my my kids and all their friends, they're super into Pokemon, but they don't do anything other than buy the cards and talk about what cards they have. Right. Yeah. But that was that was going on when Declan was a toddler and a, a you know kindergartner. But they're not doing anything with it. It's just it just exists. They have posters on their walls. They have cards they keep in their in their drawer and Dude, they, I know, sh- they I know show the, their friends. But they don't do anything. The Pokemon card game actually is a card game you can play. Do they I'm know the sure rules? It is. And no, they, absolutely okay. not. Okay. And have no interest in playing it. Now I remember just, that they eventually will play it some. 
But it'll mostly be just discussing and comparing and wanting the cards and stuff like that. And for uh, listeners who don't memorize the ages of my children, why would you? Uh, Deco is 23 now, I think, or he's going to turn 23. So there, yeah. are, there would be millions of dollars, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars maybe to make just on stuff that nobody even actually does anything with. Yeah, it's very much just kind of like the, uh, the the collection phase, similar yeah, to what yeah. kids used to do with baseball cards. It's, oh, I got a, I got a Pikachu. What do you got? And they're just well, kind of comparing the different stats on them well, and stuff. Well, it obviously plays to something really primal. It does, because I, I, I use the example of marbles in my own life. Of course, I'm, mm-hmm. nine, I'm 90 years old. So this was, <laughs> I love marbles as a kid. This was the 20s. But <laughs> We we all collected marbles, talked about them all the time, traded them, dreamed about buying new ones, never played marbles once. Wow. Just carried them around in this little sack. Got your cat's wow. eyes, you got yeah. your frosties. Peeries? Do you have any Peeries? It's it's wealth acquisition. <laughs> I mean, this is Adam it's, Smith at work in the preschools of yeah, and elementary schools of America. It is something and there. Japan. And then, then some of the more negative aspects of hum- humanity also play in with greed and envy and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think they're inseparable. But, uh, yeah. And it was just like the Pokemon cards, we were super into it, but nobody was playing marbles. It was just merely having them. It's both sides of the coin of coins, if you will. Wow. Which is... <laughs> wow. I'm not even My sure. That's a, that's a, is that a metaphor? Is it just a statement? I don't even know. Sean was wow. playing it at dinner and breakfast uh, this past weekend with me, and I enjoyed it. We didn't have to chat. I mean, <laughs> oh, I know. That's the best part. Yeah. I'm just saying, I got to go around the corner real quick. I'll be right back. Uh, I got to go catch this Pokemon. So <laughs> that's awesome. There is, that's a Vince of Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vince? I hate it when you're texting and, and a typo completely foils your, your attempt at humor. <sighs> uh, you, 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 had, you had fire in your comedy uh, barrel. <laughs> and you unleashed it, and they still get it because you get the LOL response, but then you proofread your text and you realize there was a word missing or a typo, and you're just like, oh, I had so much. It could have been comedy gold right there. And it does yeah, shave several percentages of the power out of it. Yeah, you get the, the respect of, oh, I see what you were going right, for. Yeah, right. that's funny, but not the visceral, emotional delight. Mm. It's the other side of the coin and coins. He must have been no, of it's coins. The third side of the <laughs> coin of human interaction. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing well. I got my first report from a friend's firsthand experience about Fourth of July destruction. It turns out his son blew up their doghouse with an M80. Oh, started a fire. Fire put out. <laughs> Son not giving up where he got the M80. Nobody got hurt. Uh, yes, the spirit of the fourth lives on. The this... dog is pissed, tried to come home. <laughs> what the F, man? Yeah. Does Nevada sell the good stuff? Where's a West Coast state where you can buy the good stuff? Well, if you, if you actually want to blow your fingers off. I used to be able to get the good stuff in Oregon and some parts of Washington state. Is New gotcha. Mexico considered a uh, West Coast? I'm pretty sure you can get good stuff in New Mexico. Yeah, you so. can get to the coast. How about New old New Mexico? Mexico? <laughs> you can get to old Mexico. Oh, yeah. Sticks of dynamite. Oh, see. Yeah. Just got to get it across the border. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Thursday, July 6th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You know, I almost made a joke that was really, really funny, but eh, probably would have led to a meeting. Oh, boy. I don't want that. If you are bringing explosives over the border yeah. from Mexico, be sure to bring a copy of the blank along so people will know you're a religious person <laughs> and, and a nice person. But wow. uh, I'd fill in the blank. The the blank is actually a uh, roadmap of the United States. That's what I was going to say. Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. 
with respect to North Korea. It's a shame that they're behaving this way. They are behaving in a very, very dangerous manner, and something will have to be done about it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't like to talk about what I have planned, but I have some pretty severe things that we're thinking about. That doesn't mean we're going to do them. I don't draw red lines. President Obama drew a red line, and I was the one that made it look a little bit better than it was. So Trump's doing a lot of talking this morning over there in Europe, talking to various uh, crowds and European leaders. So we'll bring you some of that throughout the morning. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Donald Trump in Poland with plenty to say about Russia, as you heard, North Korea and the threat of terrorism. <laughs> and taking a run at the media. Hobby Lobby hit with a multi-million dollar fine and pity the poor superstar's Twitter dilemma. Coming up, 635 Armstrong in Guinea. What Hobby Lobby do? Huh? I guess we'll have to stay tuned. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's very nice. Some some uh, ideas for dealing with North Korea from the folks. A little crowdsourcing our foreign policy. Okay, cool. I've kind of uh, moved on in my mind just because it's clear there's nothing that can be done. So, I mean, Or we'll just, is there? We might as just, well just wait and see. I think everybody has agreed in a span of like three days. The military thing is just not a possibility. Oh, no, 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 no. President Trump has some severe responses. Oh, really? That's what he says. I will stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Milo Yiannopoulos' book came out 4th of July. Remember we had him on a week or so ago talking about that? And um, USA Today had a pretty tepid review of it yesterday. Hmm. Didn't think much of it, but it's uh, it's sold out already, and it was the number one book on Amazon. Not surprised. Shortly he has after, a, so. an enthusiastic following. He only had 100,000 copies, but they all sold out pretty quickly. Hmm. I uh, can only imagine how many crates of books I'd have if I ordered 100,000 <laughs> of my upcoming title. <laughs> Um, I don't know what he... He's self-published, so the cost would be very low. It's pretty uh, modest, yeah. He'd be making mostly profit. I don't know what he's charging for it, but uh, that'd be that'd be a pretty good chunk of cash right there. Well, Jack, let me tell you something about the publishing game, which my dad was in, actually, back in the day. Uh, it's uh, you got to have your, your content, right? you got to have a book. That part's... There's people all over the world who want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Then it's about distribution and publicity, you got to, well, publicity and distribution, you got to convince people they want it, then be able to get it to them. Well, publicity is effortless for Milo, for his uh, millions of fans, and distribution now is is pretty damned easy if you have the desire for the book. So, yeah, that's why, like, uh, publicity is everything. Who is that utterly insane? Eric Bowling on Fox News. He's just insufferable. If you like him, take a hard look at yourself. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, he's terrible. He he makes Bill O'Reilly look like I don't know. Name somebody sincere and self-effacing. My mom, right? He makes Bill O'Reilly look like Jack's mom. It's insufferable. It, but he p- pumped out some sort of uh, the TV host book, uh, The Swamp, I think it's called, and it went right to number three on the New York you're, Times bestseller list. You're right, though. In the modern world, publicity is really everything for the first batch of books. Yeah. Then content would uh, would have to do with. 
you know, future sales. Yeah, if it's going to get beyond that initial burst. But but at the beginning, it would be 100% publicity because you can, you can, anybody can put together a book and get it out there. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. You know, my, uh, I found out my kid is compiling a list of her favorite quotes in which I'm heavily uh, in there. Um, you I are. Don't, I don't, yes. Or so I'm Quote told. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, who wrote that book, S My Dad Says? That was really funny. Yeah. Became a short-lived sitcom with the great Bill Shatner. Mm. Uh, mailbag. Anyway. Woo! More on that later. I want to talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z later. Sean will have to help me out there. I don't know much about it. Gladly. Mr. and Mrs. Z. Because his new <laughs> album, he's taken on her when she took on him. So, oh, That's kind of out. an interesting marriage. Yeah. Gents, just wanted to comment <clears throat> on a couple of points during your best of episodes when you're off. Point one on Monday's best of. Oh, this is from uh, the fabulous Joe in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, segment uh, w- during the POTUS election while well, it was still going on. That had, been, that had to be fun to listen to. Right. Uh, old broadcasts of us talking about the election during it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I happened to flip it on at, at one point and came across a very amusing story that I enjoyed a great deal, even though I told it. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> well, in your comments and witticisms, of course. Oh, sure. Uh, let's see. One, uh, Joe Getty, that's me. Yeah, the dude that plays guitars as, as chicks throw hotel room keys at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, pronounced that Hillary would have a book out called The Crumbling after she lost. Very prescient, good sir, as she lost in a book came out titled Shattered. That's pretty close. Wow, The Crumbling. That's, that was a good prediction by me. Uh, point two, yesterday uh, Joe talked about his orange carp dying. <laughs> Someone texted about the notary lady talking uh, to your fish. Uh, that segment was played on Best of Tuesday, and it was freaking hilarious. Um, uh, given the time of its resurrection, now I mourn. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for your sensitivity. You know, I was thinking I could retell that story, but I don't know. Part of me just wants to listen to it, because I probably couldn't tell it as well as I did in the first place. Can you tell it? This absolute, like the I, I super brief version? Yeah, I don't even know what it is. So Jude and I were, I think we were refinancing our house or something like that, and we had a notary public over. They come over to your house, they get your thumbprint, you sign it, they say, yeah, the notary says, yeah, that's them signing it for your big... You know, everybody knows what a notary public is. It, 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 if Well, I don't know. You ever had a notary public, uh, Sean, experience? Yeah, it's where you essentially just get a, a legal witness to yeah. verify that something it's is precisely accurate. They got, Thank a, you, they got an important stamp they use. Okay. Um, I like in Game of Thrones when they do the wax and then they imprint yeah. their seal on oh, it. That's everybody likes that. So if the boyish <laughs> positive Sean can relate to the notary public experience, anyone can. Um so she comes over to the house, and, and in the midst of signing and thumbprinting and the rest, she says, oh, you've got a goldfish. Can I feed it? And I said, no, I, did. I just fed it recently, and says that we can't overfeed it. Oh, okay. So we go back to, 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 to business. to ask anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. We go back to business. It's, uh, probably 90 seconds later, she says, are you sure I can't feed it just a little bit? <laughs> I said, no, seriously, overfeeding fish is terrible. It clouds the tank and blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. And then about five minutes later, she gets up, says, can I just feed him a little bit? I mean, go just... Wow. I thought the only way I'm going to get this freaking nut job out of my house is to let her feed my fish. So I said, take a tiny bit and go ahead. You actually let her feed your yeah, fish? Yeah, I mean, it would t- it would it was so strange oh at that point. Oh, my gosh. That and is strange. And she leans over to take, oh, did you come in and eat it? Come and get your dinner. Come and get your num-nums. 
It was just absolutely. Wow. And Judy and I are looking at each other like, wow, I hope she's not dangerous because she is full on cuckoo nuts. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird thing to do with. Oh, my God. Nice dog. She insisted. What a cute dog you've got. Can I feed it? I mean, it's just a strange thing to do. Why do you she just like seeing my... him come to the top? And, uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, moving along. Or wow, that I is something. Mailbag. Oh, that's right. I oh. was sleep deprived. And oh, we had to wait. She was late and I was desperate for a nap. And we just had to keep waiting. So I was like, I was, you know, 97% of the way toward twisting off when she got there. Oh, boy. Where was I? Ah, <laughs> Joe and Dayton, right. Uh, whoever puts best of together, my hat's off. Thanks, Vince. Well done. Like your steaks. Vince is in charge of the uh, the Very best funny. Ups. Yeah. Very funny. In conjunction with Michael, or do you just uh, load them in the system, Michael? Uh, it varies. Yeah, okay. I, I load them early, and but Michael has to make changes and account for time differences and stuff. So, so, right, sometimes right. so it's stuff. a team effort. Yeah. So are you going to jump in and give him some credit before he, uh, eh. Joe asked, or you mentioned, or are you just eh. going to take all the credit? Eh, yeah. Yeah. And blame. If there's ever a best of you don't enjoy, <laughs> right. let Vince know loud and clear. Uh. Use strong language. Oh, people do. All right. Moving on to North Korea. Again, we're crowdsourcing America's foreign policy, appealing to you for ideas. Here's Don. Uh, the only solution for North Korea... <clears throat> North Korea is free to hit any part of the U.S. or any of its bases with a nuclear missile with no fear of counterattack because the argument would still stand that attacking North Korea would cause yep. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths in Seoul from North Korean conventional weapons aimed and ready to fire at them. I thought about that yesterday when I said if they uh, obliterated Portland, they'd have to realize they'd be wiped from the map. But that's not necessarily true. Do we? Well, getting back to the question. And, and, and fellas, I, I need to hear my girlfriend. We're talking about war with North Korea. Um, would we absorb that first strike, and then the international community would be forced to come together and get rid of a little fathead? Because if we immediately struck back, then you got, you know, as we've heard over the last 72 hours, hundreds of thousands or millions dead. Right. Including several hundred thousand Americans, some troops, some just citizens who live in South Korea and Japan. Not to mention radiation in the wind, which is my new, that's my new instrumental album. Radiation in the wind. Yeah, floating over Asia or where, whatever. I'm sorry, what was that, sweetheart? I missed that. You ever seen You know what? Pipe down, honey. Um, You ever seen her on the TV? She wears this weird pink dress, and the, like, bustier part of it is, like, like four inches below her, her throat. And I don't know if they have, like, super high breasts over there in North Korea, but how does that dress fit? you got to see her to appreciate it. It was very weird design. Dressmakers in North Korea, they're starving, so their attention span wanders, and they end up sewing it kind of funny. But I got an interesting question. I did, it was a joke. Shut up! It was a joke. And, you know, maybe we'll have to finish the, the North Korea stuff after the news, which is really good, so we should. But anyway, yes. um, so... You're, all, all Asian languages sound exactly the same to me, Vincent. So if your mom, who speaks wow. Vietnamese, heard that lady, would it just sound like gobbledygook to her? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a different language. I'm well, sorry, I Vincent. I'll, I'll let Vincent, uh, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, I, I That's think interesting, because sound... those languages sound completely the same to me, if I hear Vietnamese, Chinese. Wow. And... This, sound... is, this is auditory racism, my friends. But if your mom, who speaks Vietnamese, heard Korean, it'd just be gobbledygook to her. 
They sound very similar to me also. Yeah, there you go. There, And yeah. he's Asian. Yeah. Huh? He, the so, white half could be racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's half white. Just think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I was well, like, Asians are some of the most racist people on earth and or uh, nationalist and or culturalist. But I wonder the if The Chinese hate the Japanese. The Japanese loathe the Chinese for good reason. But the, the, the Koreans can't stand any of them. I wonder if there's any language overlap, right? Like with Italian and Spanish, for instance. People who speak Italian, they yeah. can pick up words in Spanish. They sure. know certain things. I wonder if there's any overlap yeah. in those languages good question. as well. China! Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. Yes. Ask, ask your mom that, would you, Forrest Vincent? I will. When you hear Korean, what do you think? <laughs> mom, what? Do, do you make out any of the words? or None sure. of them. How hmm. about Mandarin? I want to hear some more of uh, listeners' uh, views on North Korea. That's a, a sticky wicket. Ah, yes. I saw some experts on Charlie Rose last night. I'll pass along some of the most interesting stuff of that because it was it was it's 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 something. I don't think what you saw would be any more likely to be successful or insightful right. than listener ideas on North Korea. So stay with us. You're right. Uh, Marshall's news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I just saw a video on my phone of some drunk chick at a bar. Hops up on the bar to dance all sexy and falls off. And you know what? It brightened my day. (laughs) It made me smile. Uh, (laughs) We are a simple beast, aren't we? (laughs) It's the modern world. Drunk chick falls off a bar anywhere in the world. That's funny. I get to watch it on my phone. Yep. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Donald Trump, First Lady Melania getting a rousing welcome in Warsaw, Poland today. This is a Fox News alert. It is 1.16 in the afternoon in Warsaw, Poland, where, as you can see, the President of the United States and the First Lady are in Krasinski Square. Trump's speech interrupted a number of times by cheering and chanting. The president saying the story. Wait, was it all positive or all negative or what was? What was oh, this? they love us in Poland. It was yeah. all positive. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The Polish are our brothers. We helped them out back in crunch time, back yeah. when Gorbachev was walking the earth. You know, back to our ongoing theme of you get misled by the news, whichever right. news you're watching as to what went on. If you're watching Fox today, it's all about the cheering crowd that welcomed him and his in his uh, kick-ass uh, portion of his speech about you know defending freedom. Right. If you're watching MSNBC, it's all about him uh, blaming Obama and various people and attacking our intelligence agencies overseas and how he's destroying right. America. And neither one of the networks really covers the other side of it. it See, so all I knew because I watched some MSNBC this morning was that he had badmouthed the previous president and our intelligence agencies right. overseas. They didn't mention. They didn't even mention that there was a crowd cheering and chanting USA when he walked up on stage to give right. a speech. Didn't even didn't even mention it. But the fact that all three of those things are true is so interesting, isn't it? Isn't that a much more? Isn't that the picture yep. you I, want? Yes, I want the whole picture. Roars, want, I, roars oh. of approval from our Polish brothers. They love Trump and his strength. And then he gets up and badmouths NBC. And our intelligence service, or at least calls them into question publicly, I'll be damned. And then delivers a blockbuster defense of NATO and and the Western democracies. All of it's true. You just want one side of that? Well, 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 I don't know who you are. 
What's fascinating to me is <laughs> do the networks wow. not know how the internet yeah. works? We know that you're only covering half yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but they're pandering to their audience because they're so desperate for an audience. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll have to catch on to that at some point, though. Like, that is why I think that's one of the reasons the um, the approval rating of the media is so low. They They don't know yet. That we know the story, and then when we see you cover part of it, it right. makes us hate you. It's short-term gains, and they're sacrificing yep. long-term right. benefits for it. On the eve of his first uh, meeting with Russian President Putin, President Trump vows to confront new forms of aggression targeting the West and called for Moscow to stop fomenting unrest around the world. We urge Russia to cease its destabilizing activities in Ukraine and elsewhere, and its support for hostile regimes, including Syria and Iran. Now, during an earlier news conference this morning, uh, Trump... You can hear, you see, he's in league with Russia, just like we heard, for freaking months. During, oh, that, during that news conference earlier this morning, Trump was asked about several critical issues, particularly allegations of Russian meddling in last year's election. I think it was Russia, but I think it was probably other people and or countries, and I see nothing wrong with that statement. Uh, nobody really knows. Yeah. Is you there, know, there's is a there... high degree of certainty that Russia was involved, but I just heard another guy. Oh, he's a congressman. He's on the Intelligence Committee. He right. gets the secret briefings. He said, and there are other countries involved. So, you know, what did that mean? I don't know. Was that some sort of betrayal of all that is good and decent? No, it's just what, the narrative on certain networks. What do, uh, what do people hope the president does about it when he talks to Putin? What is he supposed to do? I actually haven't heard that. It's good. Disavow. Yes. Disavow. Disavow. Hey, if you can stay tuned this long, at 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to David Nakamura of the Washington Post, who's got a really, really interesting piece on what it's like to negotiate with and wrestle with Vladimir Putin oh. with all his many capabilities, dirty tricks, etc. So stay with us. An arts and crafts chain store is paying $3 million to settle accusations of smuggling ancient artifacts into the U.S. Hobby Lobby? The wow. Justice Department announcing... They sell yarn and, 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 and finger paints. Hobby Lobby's going to forfeit the ancient Iraqi cultural materials, which include religious manuscripts and antiquities. The department said in a statement, Hobby Lobby was warned the artifacts may have been stolen from various archaeological sites... Hobby Lobby, it turns out, has been buying up ancient Bibles and other artifacts for some time. That's now. what I thought it probably the Bible. was. Because the, their owners are devout Christians. I wonder yeah. if that was that sort of thing. Yeah, your, your Dead Sea Scrolls type. So uh, for their own, uh, their own, just they, they take company money and they buy this stuff just because they want to own it. Yeah, and probably because they want to preserve it. Mm. They want to have it in the right. right hands. I mean, and I could, I sympathize with them. And certainly, we at the Armstrong and Getty Show would never advocate law-breaking of any sort. But I could see, all right, is this ancient, like, Christian manuscript going to be held in the Muslim world? Or, or you know, do Christian folks hang on to it? Well, and plus, if the town gets overrun, it gets destroyed. Right, right exactly. Um, yeah. uh, duh, so Hobby Lobby has the Dead Sea Scrolls. What aisles are that in? <laughs> Is that by the pepper mache? <laughs> no, it's right next to the silk flowers. Mm. You go past the Holy yeah. Grail, make a left. <laughs> right. Past yeah. the silk flowers. Part of Noah's Ark. That's your news. I'm Marshall <laughs> Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. How to make a handy pencil holder with this shard from Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be darned. So we have more uh, mailbag helping us out on North Korea? That's right. Listener emails on what to do about North Korea. Send you Get yours in the next four minutes. We'll feature it. Armstrong and Getty at Yahoo.com. Yeah. China. 
We obviously have some other uh, non-earth-shattering things to uh, to get into. Clearly. This this whole short week thing really throws a person off, doesn't it? I realize a lot of you have been working, and it makes you angry when other people say that. <laughs> They're easily angered. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I was in Hobby Lobby the other day, says this texture. The Dead Sea Scrolls were on the Last Supper clearance table. 50% off. That's irreverent. Uh, speaking of correspondence, we must get into the swiftly. A little bonus mailbag for you here. Uh, first, before we get into the uh, crowdsourcing our foreign policy on North Korea segment, here's Chris. Who writes, Jack, your catchphrase, yo, 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 is uh-huh. catching on. Uh-huh. I've said it to family and friends. Now I'm saying it at work. Thanks yeah. a lot. It's really, it's good. It's not good. Yo, yo, yo. Vince's catchphrase, Aruni, was so much better. Yo, 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 Aruni. I've combined them. Oh, wow. boy. Don writes, Jack, Joe, North Korea, the only solution to North Korea, they're free to hit any part of the U.S. or it's, a, it's a, Oh, that's it, this was the setup that... um. Uh, that uh, the argument that well if we we bomb them they'll immediately kill hundreds of thousands in Seoul or millions blah 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 that'll still be relevant. Don goes on to say my guess is that if Kim Jong Un could be taken out there'd be no support to continue the regime among the military officials who've only complied with the run out of fear and there is no family members shown a desire to take on the regime they might be more than happy to work with South Korea in the free world and their misery. I don't know they are very very deluded in that country and and have been it's hard to say. The whole we'll be greeted as liberators thing yeah. is is an iffy proposition in a hermit kingdom like that. It is hard to say, but that guy who um who who defected a couple of months ago, highest ranking person to defect in decades and decades, uh, yeah. he seemed to be perfectly aware of what was going on. He, yeah, seemed but to he be was com- the ambassador to Lo- to England, That's London, true. so he's a really Western oriented. Some general who's never left the country. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Glenn in Seattle says the only thing to do is the low-cost solution. Congratulate them on becoming part of the nuclear club. Tell them that now any small mistake they make has the possibility of bringing about their extinction and inform them that we will no longer have any contact with them. No more carrots, just the final big stick that they selected. Done. China! But in terms of the sanctions, the tough sanctions, for, 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 for 25 years now we've been hearing, even harder, tougher sanctions, even more strict sanctions. No. And somebody pointed out um, yesterday, when you see those big parades, all that stuff that they're, uh, they're, they're pulling through in the wagons and cheering, every bit of it came from another country because they don't manufacture anything in North Korea. Right. So every bit of that stuff was defying these so-called tough sanctions. And we're, and we're talking about armaments. Yeah. I never, never mind car parts or, you know, ceiling fans. We're talking about, you know, heavy armaments coming from China. And, you know, the president himself pointed out that the Chinese trade with North Korea increased 40% over last year in the first quarter of this year. China, the idea that China is helping us exert pressure is silly at this point. Uh, to that point, Ben writes, North Korea to China is the unmarked military to Russia, the little green men, fully funded and sponsored and all the same. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, let's see. And finally, Dr. J, esteemed longtime correspondent from, well, he's in Austin, Texas now. The North Korean engagement strategy is troll. Perhaps it's because I am a dullard, but I fail to understand why we don't just troll the living hell out of Emperor Fat Ass. 
At times, I believe the U.S. has utilized loudspeakers in the DMZ, taunting the North Korean soldiers about how much food we have, how sucky their country is, etc. Your country sucks! Uh, why not take that up a notch and float a trillion flyers emblazoned with funny pictures of their fat emperor and coupons for free American cheeseburgers at the nearest McDonald's over the border and into Pyongyang? Let's so disarray and chip away at the cult of personality around Kim. Sure, Kim would howl about how awful that is. He might even fire off a few rockets. He's doing that anyway. Short of him actually initiating a war and genocide, what do we have to lose? Go, fat boy! Go, fat boy! I don't like it. Also, this discussion brings to back uh, brings back fond memories of the Thirty Rock episode, where Jack's wife—that would be uh, Alex Baldwick's character—Jack's wife is imprisoned in North Korea, and he has to report fake news. In that spirit, my sign-off is as follows: In the weather today, North Korea is always sunny all the time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> some excellent propaganda parody there, sir. Sir, there's there was we this, want deal. There's this Harvard professor on Charlie Rose last night, and he said a couple of interesting things on North Korea. First, first, I thought maybe he was, uh, you know, a pacifist Harvard uh, type, the way he was talking. But I think he was just dealing with reality. He said he was arguing, apparently he had some connection to the Clinton administration back in the 90s. He said he was arguing in 1994 for a military strike before they got nuclear weapons. And he said that was the time we should have, you know, launched a military strike. Right. Because it was inevitable that they were going to get them. And, and, and once they get them, you can't do it. So he was definitely not a pacifist, and he and and so he had been making the argument with Bill Clinton to strike. Then he says, "Now you can't. You just can't." Mm. As we were talking about yesterday, yeah, I was reminded yesterday that it's thought, and God knows how accurate this stuff is, but it's thought that North Korea has about a dozen nukes. They don't have a way to deliver them a long distance, but they absolutely have a, a way to lob them over the border. They do have they have short range missiles, yeah. according to this Harvard professor, that they have, they've. Demonstrated putting a nuke on and it works, so they can they can shoot into Japan and South Korea easily with nukes. My question to Dennis Rodman is: Do he want war? Do he want war? That is the question we must answer. He don't want war. We don't have that handy, apparently. People on the wall. No, that's not the right <laughs> clip, Dennis. <laughs> You're listening Damn to it. the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 